Hello, people. How are you doing today? I'm here to bring you another episode of the Blue Wine Mafia podcast. That's correct. Hold on to your panties. Today, I have a special guest, Anish. He is a young uh, politogrammer and philosopher, writer, rapper, and also podcaster. And we had a wonderful and pleasant discussion about a whole myriad of things. And also, we had a second 30-minute discussion that is up on his podcast. That came out earlier this week. So go ahead and listen to this. And if you want to hear more, which you will, go listen to Anisha's podcast, The Sign of the Dollar Podcast. And you can find him his music at Annihilate. That's A-N-N-I-H-I-L-8. That is his rap music, and it's actually pretty good. Um and his Instagram accounts are Annihilate and TSD Politics, which is the sign of the dollar politics on Instagram. Check him out. He's awesome. We had a great time. We had a lot of fun. And before I let you listen to the awesomeness and the brilliance that is this podcast, well, you know. You know what's coming your way. Strike Force Energy. That's right, folks. If you want to kick the can and stop having to drag around big old cumbersome energy drinks, get yourself some Strike Force. It comes in a little tin pouch and you can add it to whatever beverage you prefer. Beer, water, gasoline, I don't care. It's going to take you up to the highest heights and bring you down to earth never because it's Strike Force Energy. It never quits. Started by former military guys, special forces dudes. This stuff is the shit, and we're glad to have them as a sponsor. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Get yourself some of that jet fuel for life and put in the promo code BLUEYEMAFIA. That's B-L-U-I-M-A-F-I-A, and get yourself some Strike Force Energy and lift off. Now, go do that. Pause the podcast. Go do that. And then come back and listen to the awesome conversation with Anish, the sign of the dollar, Annihilate, just an all-around cool kid. Awesome dude. Check it out. And we are live. Live from the Eagles Ballroom. Hello. This is time to go. It's Wait, time what? to take off your clothes and put it in the rump. Hey, Joe, are you on your phone again? No, wait, what? I never remember my phone. No, senor. You know, when Joe Rogan used to give Brian Callen shit for looking at his phone every three seconds, he didn't know that you were going to come around. I'm uh, just trying to kill the mood, that's all. Oh, that's good. <sighs> smart. Close other application. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to install... Pornhub direct to the computer. <laughs> do not do that. That would be bad. Oh, oh no! My computer crashed. I didn't see it coming. Did it, did your computer really crash? No, it's updating. Oh. Uh, <sighs> no, thanks for doing that. Oh crap! I'm making a ton of noise now. I'm trying to adjust my microphone. Um. Before we get into our show today, brought to you by water, before we get into our show today, we have a little sponsor that pays for this shit snap to be on the air. Shit snap? Yeah, shit snap. I don't know. Made the word up. I'm like a human walking dictionary. Oh. Comes with butt, butt cuddles and 
Penis enhancing largeness. G- uh, vagina face. Otherwise known as Joe's beard. Does <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott make fun of me at all when you're up there about my beard? No. He's always giving me shit on Snapchat. No, no, no. Except for maybe one comment. <laughs> Did he? No. No, no, that wasn't Scotty. I don't remember who that was. You? <laughs> no, no. We were talking about when we first started growing beards. And remember how you used to have that patch on the side of your face that was like, nope, don't grow hair over here. <laughs> I still have it. It's down here. No, no, no. You had one right here. Yeah. It's no. gone now. Your beard is full now. Your beard looks good. That's what we were talking about. We were talking about that, like, because we were talking about our, our, our beards. Because uh-huh. Scotty also has a giant beard. Um, actually thicker than either of ours. I know. But we we're talking about beards. I think we were talking with the boys about it too, our little brothers. Oh. And we were talking about like how you know you grow into it and it, it looks better over time. You kind of figure out how to cut it and stuff. And that's when your uh, formerly patchy beard came into the but conversation. But Scott never saw my formerly patchy beard. No, I mentioned it. <laughs> Me and Bridge. Oh. Bridge. It was, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, before we get into this podcast, we have a sponsor that contributes to our insanity. Mostly because of our own purchase of the said product. That's cool. A tree of life rabbi said that Trump is always welcome. But going back to it, um, mm-hmm. we do have a sponsor. Their name is Strike Force Energy. And with Halloween coming up, <gasps> I love candy. Is that what you're going to talk about? No, Judd does love candy. Oh. No, what I was going to say is with Halloween coming up, there is an opportunity here to convert all the little assholes to come to your door and ring going, tweet, tweet, tweet. Give them the gift of Strike Force. Oh. Just drop the Strike Force <laughs> into that little candy Dig. bag. <laughs> and those parents are going to hate you. But those kids, they're going to be addicted because this shit is like crack. One drink, and you're going to have little ghouls running up and down the street playing in traffic and winning. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, of course. Obama is blamed for the midterm, the health care. Yeah, the people are blaming it, saying that, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not Trump. It's Trump. Anyways, oh, yeah, yeah let's no, get to the strike. Oh, no. oh, now what are you auctioning off the children that we've? Poisoned with strike force, <laughs> not the ones we poisoned. What? Oh, no, we don't poison children. Oh, bad yeah, Joe, yeah. bad Joe, get it out of my hands. Uh, yeah, you know what? Throw all those apples away. <laughs> those ones only have razor blades in them. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, they're for the Jews. You know what they got in them? <laughs> Glass ones in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, dude, what the? Fu- I'm deleting that. You in what? Pittsburgh. It's too. Did soon. you see them? It's too soon. at the Steelers game with pride. Hmm? Staying in the steel city can't get can't get uh, something by lead or so. I don't know. They had, oh really? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I did. Oh see yeah, it. they had a bunch I, I of people at the cool. Yeah, yeah. And then they so I'm saying a minute of observance. Oh okay, I I didn't know where you were going. Well, what do you you think? I'm that insensitive <laughs> to Jews. The ru- rulers of the world? They're Never. Not the rulers of the world. I know. Satan is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, back to Strike Force. Sorry, Strike Force. 
Oh, Strike Force energy. Saw, <laughs> no, shut the fuck. Hold on, hold on. Shut I saw, I saw uh, 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 a meme. It was like, hey, Dad, how come there's no Muslims in Star Trek? And the dad's response is because it's the future, son. Oh. Ah! <laughs> Winning. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny. Anyway, Ray Bradbury to- was a man ahead of his time. Um, although it's a liberal's house. What? Back to Strike Force. Damn it. Oh. Strike Force energy. It is the perfect gift for malcontented little children worshiping the devil on Halloween. Dressed up as ghouls will make them real ghouls. Put a little bit of Strike Force in their bag, and when they get home and suck that down, one, if you drink it for Strike Force straight, it's painful. Literally hurts your mouth. <laughs> hey, no, well, well, don't we want to put packets in their thing? Because if we put just a little in there, it's going to evaporate by the time they get home. No, 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 no. Drop a little Strike Force. A little. The Strike Force packets are little. Okay, they should make mini Strike Force packets. That would be kind of cool. They were, say it again, Marble Mouth. <laughs> so one of my teeth chipped. Oh, shit. Like half my molar. So my tongue keeps hitting the piece that's still there, uh, the jagged piece. Oh. So it, like when I talk, it, it, my tongue is like, eh. it's like ah. <laughs> it takes Ooh. like a week to get used to. Um. Anyways, anyways, get drink get- that strike force tonight. This is already almost a ten minute ad because we keep going off topic. Anyways. Give those little kids strike force. <laughs> Don't energy. give kids strike force. Do not do it for Halloween. Keister it. Keister it. Hey, it's going to be. It's trick or treat. Keister tre- it on Easter it. It's trick or treat responded with a trick. <laughs> They're going to get home, drink that down, have a freak out. Kids back, Mommy, it tastes terrible. And they go, Mommy, our walls move. <laughs> and around the room, the kids will run like banshees. Go to Strike Force Energy. If you want to give a promo a- code Blue Eye Mafia, B L U I M A F I A, to get twenty percent off of this little trick that you can gift yourself. But if you really want to give them a boost to energy, give them a good old Red Bull. Wow! <laughs> Just kidding. Red Bull sucks because it's so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are only a dollar a pouch. That's like getting, like, for the price of one Red Bull, you get three and a half Strike Force Energies. It's amazing, folks. To 4.27. Because <laughs> it's a bigger story. Never mind. That was a math joke that missed. You see, what I did wrong there was I didn't Shh, properly hey. ac- account for the angle. And so when I shut the joke into outer space, it just went straight up at a 90 degree angle. All right. What do we want to talk about today? We could talk about multiple things. We could talk about no. the pipe bomber. We have to talk about one thing first. Okay. Okay. One thing first. This is no longer called a sit down. We're launching a new type of episode because I'm a manic. <laughs> Was it ever called a sit down? Everybody's like, hey guys, get to, did you hear the new sit down podcast with Rob and Joe? Yeah, believe it or not. No, no, we thought I- they stood the whole time. But it happens to me that they fucking sit while they record a podcast. No, 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 no. So. <laughs> I did. I, I'm dreading. You know what I was thinking? This could be called. Right no, no. This could, we could call it first take. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why is somebody else using that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terribly, but they'd still use it. No. What I was gonna say is overdrive. Oh. <laughs> no. No more bad show ideas for you, bro. Hey, that's Skip Bayless. That one's not bad. With Shannon Sharp. Oh no, no. Overdrive is the other one. Oh, with uh, C- Colin Coward. 
Coward? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Coward and what's the other guy's name? No, it's just Coward by himself. Oh. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, anyways, go. So, what I was going to say. What do you want to call this? These are the broadcasts. Well, no, because before every episode, there's there's a couple different types of episodes so people know what they're getting into. Like hey. Chats. No, this. so this is a broadcast. I want you to pull this apart, and then I'm going to take my foreskin and fucking put it in between the spring and let it go. Because it's going to hurt less than hearing you say that it's called a fucking broadcast. Yeah, well, you fucking... What do you want to name it? So, no. Oh, wow. I thought it already had a name. It was called a podcast. No, no, no. The types of episodes. Because so when somebody goes Oh, so you're saying show, the title. It's like uh, like a fight yeah. podcast or yes. MMA hour yes. or yes. broadcast. Yes. So we're going to talk about gym stuff. No. Oh, we're going to talk about okay. fast cars and loose women? It's a brother's cast? <laughs> No, the the reason for this is because we do different types, right? I do the interviews, which are called chats, so people know. Okay, if oh, a chat? chat oh, oh. If they see chat, they know they're going to get. A chat. They're, they know With what Rob and for. somebody else is boringer than Joe. Yeah, <laughs> more boring, but whatever. You you could just say with Rob, because that's more boring than Joe. But <laughs> Stop shaking the fucking desk, you Was that fuck. Me? Yes. Okay, so... The other thing, the so we have the, but that way they know what they're getting into because the sit downs are when we talk about something like parenting, right? Or when we sit down, like we're, we're going to dive into something and like philosoph- philosophically pull it apart and give our thoughts on it, like we did with parenting, right? The broadcast will let people know that you and me are sitting down together, just the two of us, and we don't have a p- specific topic. We're just going to fuck around. So they'll know they're the funny ones. The broadcast will be the funniest episodes. Okay. Joe's now on Instagram because he's like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Um, does that make sense? So this is the introductory broadcast. Or Brothers Cast. Well, we could name it whatever we want. Do you, are you okay with broadcast or do you have a better idea? That's Bro- fine. Well, it's called Bros. No, it's fine. No, I'll just call it Bros because broadcast sounds gay now that I've said it too many times. Like, Yo, bro, look, I got these weights right here. Let's pump some iron and fuck some bitches. Where are you going to find the girls? I don't know, bro. This gym has got dudes in it. We'll find something. <laughs> we'll find the skinniest dude. <laughs> He'll count. Oh, damn it. Joe. <laughs> Joe, you know, when I make a joke, it's customary to at least go, ha, <laughs> ha. Oh yeah, what do you want to talk about though? Do you, you you mentioned something about a pipe bomber? I haven't heard anything about this. Guy from Florida, you fuck. A guy from Florida? He actually had bombs that exploded? Because that would be a pipe bomber. <laughs> you mean the mailer, dude. <laughs> the faux terrorist who mailed stuff. <laughs> hey, look, I put a clock with some... What were the bombs made out of again? Clocks. Just clocks. They didn't have timers on them. There was no way to trigger anything. <laughs> also, I is this guy like some savant with the postal service? Like... <laughs> sitting there with a flow chart like all right i need to set this one to seven and a half hours because that will be how long it takes to get to the postmaster and of course we know they're never wrong so by the time this reaches seven and a half hours it will explode in the intended target's hand 
just lost in thought right now. I, I know, I know, I know. It's okay. He breaks my balls because I take a few minutes to set up, and then he goes, "Oh, you, you know what? Middle of the podcast, got to do some shit," which he does. It's true, but it's also oh, infuriating. 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 So we have a pipe bomber. No, um, they need a supplier. Oh, all right. So I just told them we have some, if they need it. If they need it, we'll get them hooked up with people. This we'll get send it off to our people that supply. Yeah, the pipe bomber. So you want to talk about the pipe bomber? Or no. Yeah, or we can. Boring? Is that one boring though? Well, no. I was making it hilarious, and you were just <laughs> sitting there. Well, your so. jokes aren't funny. So, it's oh, tough. my joke about not exploding was brilliant. You can't be a bomber unless it explodes. Come on. Took me three hours to write that. Someday. Oh, now you join in. Rainbow. When bluebirds fly. And when bluebirds can fly, then why? Oh, why? <laughs> Can't I? No, I get to do that part. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I? my question though, did you want to talk about that guy or did you want to talk about the shooting? Did you want to talk about the Chicanos coming across the border? Did you want to talk about Chicanos? Don't they from Honduras? Honduras? <laughs> Hey, I wonder, like, what do you think the solution is there? The Honduras people. For the Honduras mob. Shoot them. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. No, you know what I think it is? (sighs) Sex slaves. (laughs) (laughs) Have the pipe bomber be their tour guide because they'll never get anywhere. (laughs) They'll just get fucking lost. (laughs) They'll be like, we're coming to America. Why are we in Antarctica? He'll be like, I'm not real good at doing the things I set out to do. Uh, <laughs> They're just wandering around in circles outside Mexico City. God, He's like, it's pretty sure. because it's so dumb. <laughs> I'm pretty sure America's the next left. But I thought we, honestly, with do, do, were you are you curious about that or not? Or what we should do about them? Or is that just fodder coming out of your mouth? No. Or what is your thought on what we should do with them? Besides that, definitely joke. not shoot them. What else would we do with them? Not allow them entry. Okay, and what they're just going to sit at the border and possibly get across? Well, I mean, if they try to like invade, I guess you could forcibly remove them. You attach them to drones and fly them back. That's my problem, though. Just fucking shoot them. Um, it's not. It won't start a war. They're not Mexican. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Rob, barbecue the chicken. <laughs> all right, interruption. Over. In all honesty, though. No, in all honesty. I don't know how you deal with it, though. Because in some ways, it's like, okay, you don't let them across. So then they scatter like cockroaches. And then they just get across other ways. So no, the Mexican government has offered them asylum in no, Mexico. No, I, but they're, 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 they want to get across, right? That's yes. their goal. So if they don't get across in a caravan, right? If we go, no, 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 get the fuck out of here. What do they do? They go, 
all right, we'll just hang out here for a few days, and then we'll separate. And then they separate and come across the border. Anyways, so my point is, you send a message by shooting them all. I It's horrific. I know, kind of. Not really, because nobody cares about them. They're obviously not late for work, because they've been walking for the last fucking two weeks. No, so, no, no. I don't think you shoot them. I, I think that it, if... Here's the problem. Hey, blankets. With smallpox. <laughs> it's worked in the past. <laughs> but no, I don't know. No, no. Well, I, I know what we you're saying. We drop bombs all over the I, Middle East for no fucking reason. Drop a bomb on them. Well, no, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, that you can't do that. Human rights? <laughs> it's not just human rights. They're not an actual... Like, if you stop them at the border, your job's complete, right? Uh, increased border security, I would say yes. And uh, But they're doing a pretty good job of arresting people coming across the border right now. My Not perfect. Is, my but, problem is just okay, they become... There's, there's 2,000 of them, give or take. By the time they hit the border, it'll be about 2,000, which is interesting because that means that people from other countries have joined them because they start out... There's at, over 7,000 right now. That, no, it's not that yes, high. It's at like 7,500 people. Hold on. Yeah, it would be. I really didn't know that. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, folks. I had to get up and get caravan myself. count. We'll do. We'll Google caravan count. <sighs> um. Well, no, but I think that the. I, I honestly. What what they can what they can do because we do have a pol- policy of asylum, is tell them stop them at the border. Make sure they do not get across illegally. Direct them to a port of entry. And have them camp out there and file for asylum legitimately and spend the next three years processing them because that's what it will take because they're trying to jump ahead of a bunch of legal applicants for citizenship or at least residency. Um, and over the the people that are paying them won't pay them for that long because they're looking for an immediate impact. They're looking the, – the reason that they're coming, the reason that this has been organized for all intents and purposes – is to cause the commotion that it's causing. That's its uh-huh. goal. That's its intended consequence. Um, now, I don't know for sure who was behind it or how it happened, but that this is definitely not just an organic movement of thousands of Hondurans. So, to win the game, you can't shoot them because you'd lose. Because that would be one of the perfect outcomes in your the people who want this to happen's mind. Because they want to be able to paint Donald Trump is a horrible monster and all that stuff and mo- mobilize their their base. The mo- the the victory is simply to stop it and to defuse it, which would be okay, apply for uh, apply for asylum. It's going to take a while. And as soon as it's no longer a headline worthy thing, they'll disperse. And probably take the asylum that Benito in Mexico gave because he offered to pay him a bunch of money. <laughs> But I think that's how you have to do it. But what you do have to do is make a statement, which is what Trump's done by sending 5,000 troops down to the border, is there's going to be soldiers standing there ready to shoot if necessary, right? Uh-huh. But you don't actually have to pull the trigger because the statement is, try. And they're not going to try. They're going to be like, well, and it sends they're going to be like, sends a, holy shit, those guys are like the movies. Trying to get a message to the people creating this caravan is, yes. what, needs to, is what Trump's doing. Did you, there's a picture of Trump 
uh, the White House with flags behind him. They no longer have that gold tassel on them. Did you see that? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, like I said, I haven't been. I, I haven't so a gold the, the gold tassel on the flag that's either stitched around it or hangs on it. Yeah, supposedly is has something to do with the world government or some bullshit like that. Oh, uh, okay. But all his flags now in the White House, they don't have that anymore. They're just pure American flag. Oh, that oh, that's kind of cool. Right. Well, let's see. This is an ABC News article here. So, no, I think I think the problem is the problem is is that if you let it become a disaster, it's a win for the people that want. This is an optical battle. You have to win the optical battle here. Mm-hmm. And there's two there's two ends to it because there's two outcomes that um, that are essentially what you would want if you're Trump's opponents. You know, let's just say in a general mm-hmm. term, right? There's two outcomes that they want to see. One is that he can't stop the caravan, uh-huh. thereby weakening him with his own base and showing that he's not actually as strong and tough as he said he is. Mm-hmm. Two is a c- catastrophic loss of life. A hundred, two hundred yeah. people get killed trying to cross the border <clears throat> by U.S. troops. That now, it's well within the rights of the nation to do that. This is something people forget. Other nations. All other nations do this. Israel does this. Russia does this. Mexico does it. They guard their border, and they will kill you to defend their border because it's their country. Yeah. And people talk about, like Joe Rogan talks about, oh, I don't even know why we need, don't, why we need borders. Okay. A country is like a house, and the, populate, the, the family of the house is the people in the country. And what makes a country, these... Like every like a lot of the the bleeding heart kind of take on it is well these are just arbitrary borders these lines these are arbitrary lines they're not arbitrary they're very distinct and very important because what they do is they delineate between a group of people that have agreed to operate under the same rule set from a group of people that have not agreed to operate under the same rule set every American citizen is obligated by their citizenship, to follow the rules of the country. Uh-huh. If they don't, they get arrested, they get put in prison. They have to respect it, right? You don't pay your taxes, they take your property from you. That's a little, but whatever. But um, what I was saying, though, is that the um, the goal, it, the, the worst outcomes possible are bad optics. Because yeah, no, I know. And, well, and I, and of course, I, you're talking about human beings. When I say kill cool. them all, I'm... Not teasing, but I am in some ways. Yeah, and I, I'm I not, I, when I say I'm not teasing, I'm saying because the people that are coming, most likely in this caravan, yeah, whether you like it or not, are not majority not good, helpful people for any society. And and when I say kill them, I'm not talking about just to keep them out of America. I'm saying to help Mexico too, because Mexico is in a Mexico is be, um, basically a third world country to begin yeah, with. No, I, I I I get that, but my point is. Like at some point in time, well, the kill them all statement though is fundamentally hyperbolic, and well, it's never going to happen either. So I'm just, yeah. my well, po- think, I'm no, letting no, you know no, though. I, I think what's more important though, coming from that, I'm saying that- at the end of the day though, I'm not just talking about kill them all because I don't want them in America. <laughs> I'm saying as xenophobe, as 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 far as for everyone involved, these thousands of people that are coming are the major majority are men, right yes. in their mid twenties. Late teens, early twenties, 
to 30s. If you look at every picture you see, there's very, very few women and children. So don't kill them, obviously. They're not. But the. <laughs> you said kill them all. Well, I'm I saying. Want to point out. No, well, what I was going to say, though, is inside of that statement is the, is the idea that. It's our border, and we should be we should protect it at all costs. I yeah. think is a is a is like the actual like an a more accurate. Well, let's be it. real. If it was seven thousand Russians coming across the border right now from Russia, oh, the <laughs> li- the liberals would be going. We have the to leftists. put them in jail. We have to kill. We have to do whatever it takes to keep them from being able to impact our country. But they just want to come vote for the Trump. Oh my gosh, they would lose their mind. But that's my point. Is it's it at the end of the day too. So say we don't say seven thousand Russians coming to the border of yeah. America, and we say fuck you, you're not coming through. And now Mexico's stuck with seven thousand fucking Russians that were trying to infiltrate our border, and they use them as their scapegoat, basically, and they're yeah. crossing. So my when I say kill them, it's not like I hate these people, and it's almost like they created an act of war, and we're going to fight back. Yes, because seven thousand yeah. people is a significant number. We yes. take on Taliban, groups of Taliban in the Middle East that have 2,000 guys, 800 guys. And yeah. we go oh, yeah. in, drop bombs on them, full force nuke option on them. But for some reason, when it comes to brown people, we go, brown people from our southern border, we're like, no, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, yeah, there is. There's something wrong with that kind of thing. and that. But this also goes back to it is not... Allowing people into a country does not fix anything. Mexico has to fix their country, and these South American countries have to fix themselves. Yes. <clears throat> because right now, if they're, we're being honest, there's probably 10 times as many people in Africa and India, for that matter, that need our help way more than these people do, that are living in worse conditions than the people from El Salvador live in. You or mean they're from Honduras. Honduras, yeah, sorry. <clears throat> wow, that is just so general. But you see no, what I'm saying? So when we yeah, when course. we play it to that it's I don't know, it just it's also frustrating and stupid and all the above. But these countries need to fix themselves. Just honestly, like Brazil's doing. Brazil just took a huge step in possibly helping fix in, their country. In electing a homophobic anti woman. Was it their thing? He's gay. Don't worry, half their people over there, lady boys, anyways. No, not in Brazil, bro. Dude, they got a lot of lady boys in Brazil. What are you talking about? Oh, they do. Uh, well, you'd be. More They're familiar. more ladies. You'd be more familiar. They're with more that ladies. Your- They're not lady boys. The same. They're ladies. Like there's lots of tranny stuff that happens in Brazil because all the plastic surgery. Ah, uh, <coughs> fake plastic surgery. Like, Joe, shitty plastic. Surgery. If you see Joe's Google search history, you understand why he has such a astute understanding of the transgender community in Brazil. I just want to be up to date on things. <laughs> the LGBTQTDDDD Brazil. The DDDD. <laughs> you couldn't just throw it in IPJK Elemental P. Um. No. Uh. No, what I was I going to say? No, but Brazil though. Like people are oh, like, yeah. we need to let these immigrants in, right? But Instead of doing that, these countries need to go, no, we need to take the right. What we're doing hasn't worked for 40 years, 30 years. All right, time to change. Boom. Now let's go the Brazil route. Let's create our own infrastructure. Give people their land back. Give people guns back. Let them defend themselves. Don't put it all on the government. Yes. Yeah, stop being Land, mill, and drill, and do whatever you have to to create wealth in your country. Even if it's cutting down trees, it is what it is. 
You either like people living more or you like trees more, but you don't get to have both. You don't get to do that, especially in countries that are starving well, no, to and, death. No, but that, but that's not even a problem because <clears throat> there's ways to deforestation or deforestation. There's a way to do it responsibly. Responsibly, and when you live in LA, and get all the wood, sitting, and replant all the wood, sitting and maintain and st- the forests. Because that's why we have forest fires is because trees have to burn down. That's but well, when you live in L.A. Us, but. and you're sitting at Starbucks on your Mac computer and you're tweeting on your iPhone, fuck Brazil just- for wanting to burn, cut down their rainforest. You don't get to talk about Brazil. Yeah, you don't get to have an opinion on that because you have no idea what you're talking about. You don't understand what they're going through, and you don't understand what it's what a rainforest means to them to us us it's pretty pictures and fucking frogs yeah. to them it's nothing oh, it well, is a place nothing that most of the, a place that most well it's not nothing it's it's no it's, it's actually a, a place no. where you can go to die because there's jaguars no. and panthers and no. all kinds of weird shit i was going to say it's also it's not nothing to them it's a resource and it's a resource that they can no i'm talking about in the pretty in the in the way we look at it it is not yeah they don't look at it as like pictures on the internet cuz it's right over there <laughs> <laughs> and it has jaguars and poisonous But because nobody allows them stuff. to touch it, no, no, they what? go, that's nothing. That is just a dangerous place that we don't go to because nobody lets us. Well, that's true. It's Our government right won't now. let us enjoy it, use it, because you you can't. You can't make theme parks in it. You can't make hiking trails in it because yeah. it's too dangerous. So you can't do so many things with it, leaving it the way it is. So you have one option to to help your economy and help your country. And you're not allowed to because some other country complains that it's well, beautiful. Well, we already do a ton of damage to the rainforest through our own companies, which doesn't really benefit them that much on <laughs> top of it. Google Apple. <clears throat> not just us, but uh, other country, other, you know. Yeah. <laughs> developed countries. We take as many trees as we want. Yeah. <laughs> we And their government's just hung up because they they get this whole, uh, what was I going to say, rose-colored glasses view of things. But the other thing, though, is that it, right now they're nothing to them, the the forest, other than, you know, a pretty place off in the distance or a terrifying place off in the distance. But now it's, yeah. a, it's a resource. It's and, thousands of jobs. Well, and the other thing, though, is that you, you don't have to look at it as a negative. If you're going to if you're going to mine the lands for their lumber, there's responsible ways to do it. People's focus shouldn't be, oh, this is horrible. What a dick. Their focus should be like, oh, okay, maybe we can assist them with the resources of what we know about forestation, reforestation, deforestation, and help them do it responsibly and more efficiently. Because that is, and it is long-term, long-term, if you have grand deforestation, long-term, right, and you do it irresponsibly and don't replant trees and and do it in sections and all that, which we know how to do that. In California, in Washington, yeah. Oregon, that they have California, the 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 environmentalists have screwed it up. But there is it actually is long long term can be more, even more beneficial to the country. So not just pillaging the resources, but taking the resources, utilizing was, them, replanting, and then in fifty years he'll be able to do it all over again. What and I was going to say too is a beautiful cycle that actually makes their country strong for a hundred years. A thousand years yeah. potentially, so that's where our focus should be. Is not, oh, this is so terrible. They can cut down the beautiful rainforest. It's like, okay, look, we should definitely be helping them with what we understand about this, just in case they don't totally know how to do this, or maybe they don't have the best systems in place for it. Let's give them the knowledge because it's knowledge. 
it, here, this is how you plot out the land. This is how you do this. this is how you, now, of course, there's people down there that probably know that pretty damn well. Well, I was going to say, the majority of the world can know it now because of the internet. Yes. B- b- and no country is... is Isolated. Isolated enough to where you can go, they don't have a clue how to do that. They could not yeah. do... They couldn't. They can't cut down the, 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 the rainforest properly. They're going to destroy it. No, literally all they'd have to do is have a couple guys sit on Google for six months... Or three months, do a zillion tons of research, and then yeah. and they could be prof- literally professionals and do it just as well as anybody else. Or just fly out a couple executives from. I'm timber saying. Companies, I'm saying that you don't companies. even. But you don't even need that. You could people can, can learn and have the knowledge. A government, Brazilian government, can teach people because of the internet, <coughs> the exact same way as they do it in America. To, yeah, oh, to do it at the top of the line. Yeah, and do a good job of it. Yeah, and so I don't know. It just. But you look at what Brazil's doing, and they're trying to fix their country. They're not trying to send their people to other countries or complain about how it's not good enough or they need money from other countries. They're going, no, 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 time's up. We're done. We are going to allow our country to fix. Did you appropriate the time's up hashtag? We're going to allow our country to fix itself by creating its own wealth, giving its people freedom, and allowing people to help each other. Yeah. We're not, the government's not doing it anymore. We're not going to step back and do what we're supposed to, but that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> which will create a prosperous government and I mean, a country. I guarantee you, in four years, way different place. Oh, yeah. And because Trump's in, he'll probably help them with what they need as far as professionals even to help do it properly, things oh, yeah, like that. Because instead of sitting there going, fuck you, you can't cut down the rainforest, they'll be like, let's work together on this. Well, I was going to say, you can make a great trade deal for lumber. If yeah. You provide expertise and machinery. And you help them along with that. And in return, we get lumber at fair rates, export yeah. rates, import rates yep, for us, exactly. export for them. Now and that it, expensive bro- a, Brazilian a, wood isn't and, too expensive anymore. And it's a win-win for everybody. Yep. Nobody loses in this scenario. Yep. Except for except for the people that are ideologues who, who don't care. Yeah, people well, they, like, that have been destroying that country and so many other countries like it for the last 50, 60 yeah. years. Well, and all because they think they're smarter than everybody – it's all based on theories. It's never based on reality. It's never based on practical application. Because that's one of the things like with the um like even with the difference between being a conservationist and an environmentalist is I I think that environmentalism is essentially they have the same value, right? You're trying to preserve the earth and make it a better place and improve it and learn how to work, you know, live in it and take care of it at the same time. Well, as a conservationist, you look at it and you say, what's the proper route to do this? Like, we're going to cut down this forest. Okay, when we're done with the forest, what do we leave behind? Um, and, uh, you know, what are we going to leave behind? So there's you could scorch earth it, and now that land's ruined forever or for centuries. Or you can do it responsibly. Or you can do what the environmentalists do and just fence it off and never look at it again well no what the environmentalists do and, is the they pretend are, like they don't they're they're ideologues <clears throat> though they're zealots they're not but they pretend too because think of no, all to an extent <clears throat> what i'm saying though is like in a specific instance of say one, one particular forest are we going to cut the trees down are we going to cut them down and walk away are we going to cut them down and reforest or are we going to coordinate it off put ropes up around it those three camps that's kind of the difference between yep you know uh <clears throat> what would you call it? A pillager, a conservationist, and a environmentalist. The environmentalist just says, oh, let's rope it off. It doesn't make any sense because it benefits nobody, including the forest itself. Well, no different than Africa with elephants. They say, no more killing elephants. 
It's too bad. It looks too bad in pictures. All right. Well, you know that posters don't give a fuck what you say. Of so course. they still kill thousands and thousands and thousands. They killed, I think, 80,000 elephants last oh, year. That makes sense, yeah. Well, and and uh, hunters that paid big money killed like eight hundred. Yeah. So literally, but they now, don't make. But an- now all the funding that came from those hunters is gone. So now to combat the poachers, their funding has dwindled. Well, it's no, it's no longer exponentially. All the guys that used to fight against it now poach because there's there's no way for them to make money, and that's just. But that's going to the. Environmentalists, they yeah. don't fix anything. No, they, they just put everything. rope around it and hope for the best. Yeah, and it, that's not how things work. Uh-uh. If you want something to be at its optimum, you have to <clears throat> do responsible, intelligent things to make it. You have to take an intelligent, responsible course of action to ensure the outcome. If you leave it up to chance, the dice is going to land on one, six, five, four. You never know what it's going to land on. What? But if you have a loaded dice with a magnet on the six. You're gonna get one a lot. Yeah. Well, and and that's why fucking that's the difference between conservatives and liberals so often is yes. one basis off of okay, let's do this right on, on let's a fundamental do, principle level. That's the difference. Yeah. For the one is liberal socialists well, are like leftist. We, let's we, say leftist because liberals aren't even fair anymore. Le- leftist socialists go. We can make the world great. Yes. We can make everybody happy, and we go no. The proof is in the pudding, and it can't work. It has never worked in one place, one. And they go, neither does yours. And we're like, yes, ours literally does work. It's not perfect, but it is better than any other option. Once again, based in reality versus what. So environmentalists go, oh, we can make the rainforest perfect. And then they tie a rope around it, and it doesn't. It creates havoc. It kills people because they don't have jobs to fucking feed their families, so people die. People are in a starving and hunger. Well, and then you also have, like you were saying about the poachers. You have people that that then- Exploit it. Exploit it, but they have to do it in a way that is destructive because- Even drugs. You have to avoid getting caught. You have to do all these things. So you can't- Now you cannot be productive and responsible- you just have to go and cut down the trees and get the hell out, right? Or whatever it is. Kill the elephant, get the fuck out. You're not trying, you're not worrying about the population, which is the right elephant to get, going back to the elephants, right? When you're selling those those tags to kill those elephants, they're culling the population. They're taking out the old bulls who are no longer viable, that are no longer help, helpful what? to the elephant population. They kill the younger males. So just in that, and let's you're be culling the too. population and responsibly controlling it. And then when you take those, off the poachers that come in don't care they see a young bull boom dead yeah. they see a young female boom dead they don't care so now not only have you now you're you've cordoned it off uh-huh. but secondly you're letting nature take nature's fucked up course which doesn't always work out great no. well and yeah i was gonna say the other thing is on top of that i hate when i do that. Uh, i had a thought it was oh, a good one i was gonna say lots of the poachers we talk about them like they're doing. Lots of them are not bad people. They literally are starving to death. They're trying yeah, to get trying food to for the family. family. Yeah. So there's that's a lot of the, asshole ones too. But yeah, the majority in of them Africa, are just guys surviving. lots of them are not. They get portrayed in movies and fucking comic books and everything else as horrible humans. But you go over there and you'll be like, "Oh, I would be fucking killing that elephant too because well, yeah, I all, want to eat something way this you can week." Put food on the table for your family, you're killing the elephant, period. which is a huge mo- and because morally, of how corrupt their governments are, morally and their the, countries. In the grand scheme of things, we look at it in this moralistic from our 
from our very privileged lives in America, we look at it and go, that's just so immoral. But morally, if you go into their situation and contextually within that, if a guy is killing an elephant to, to save his family's life, to feed his family, morally, he's the, one, he's the right one. Fuck the elephant yeah. population. Sorry. Yeah. You know, so, but instead we could be doing it in a responsible manner. Where people are getting plenty. We have a lot of rich people. There's a lot of resources to be shared by hunting elephants. Yes. So let's get those resources to those people in that country <clears throat> so they don't have to butcher the elephant population and you can control it and, and do a good job of it. Stop pretending their governments work and let's start getting to the root of the problem because their governments don't work. Well, yeah. They're yeah, dictatorships. They're. So maybe War, if we're gonna lords and if we're gonna help them, don't stop their people from hunting elephants. Maybe we send in some people to help fix their government. Oh, maybe we conquer a few more places across the well, globe yes, if we need to. I, I at the end of the day, I though, believe saying, we should conquer the whole world, with a few exceptions. But yeah, South Korea's fine. South Japan. Korea's fine. Japan's fine. England's fine. They they can do whatever they want. I don't care. Um, but we, when we go into a place like Iraq. It should be. It should become a territory of the United States until they're able to vote for their freedom legitimately. Yes, in a stable environment where they're not being threatened by roving groups of. Joe has to take a pee, pee pee time. Where they're not. What should I do in the interim? Oh, so in the Middle East, when we go, oh, I'm since Joe's gone, and he can't mock me. I'm gonna lay out my my strategy for global peace and global stability see i think one of the mistakes that we do in america is we get into wars with country for no reason we have no point but rome didn't do that the great emperors of the past didn't do that genghis Khan sure as hell didn't do that no what they did is they subjugated the places they went to so if they went to war and killed people for land they would then do something with it and it was you know for better or worse it was at least constructive rather than just purely destructive. What we do right now is we go in, we have a conflict with, say, Iraq. We topple their established established leadership, and then we leave it up to ISIS to figure the rest out, which is a really, really, really terrible idea. What I propose is that when we do go into a country and have a war with them, that we have a plan of action, which includes subjugating that territory, taking it on as a territory of the United States, not part of the country in the uh, strict sense, but make it a territory. Then that territory will be healed, if you will. And what we'll do is set up a stable government, get their infrastructure fixed up, um, but also reap the benefits of it being a territory of the United States, meaning we can get oil for really cheap and it can benefit our economy and our global positioning because it's in a very hot region so that would be useful and then over 10 or 20 years you set up the territory kind of like puerto rico you set up the territory you help the infrastructure and the society get restructured and set back up to where it's no longer chaos and prone to being ruled by excuse me prone to being ruled by strong men and terrorist organizations or criminal organizations and because you have the weight of the United States government against uh, backing it you would be, then be able to set up a territory and then at some point predetermined once you've met the milestone so not necessarily a strict timeline but a strict a strict accomplishment a strict milestone standard you say okay you accomplish this 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 and this 
and then you're going to be able to vote to become another state of the United States or to become your own independent nation, who would obviously be an ally to the United States. But in doing that, you would then alleviate this this morass, this mess that we have now whenever we go into a country and completely destabilize it and throw it into utter chaos, and you wouldn't have the problem of strong men or groups like ISIS or Hezbollah or whatever <clears throat> coming in and taking over because it would be a territory of the United States. You would be able to <clears throat> influence, you would be able to help them build up their infrastructure and you could then reasonably make a massive investment into the country rather than just continuing to go back every five years and spending the same amount of money on additional wars. You could then put a massive investment into the infrastructure of the country plus you would also get the benefits of reaping the economic gains of that country which would go both to the people but also to the united states because it is its ruling government and then at the point that predefined point of milestones or progress you would be able to allow the people to vote to become a state within the union or their own independent country that's how i think that we should handle international conflicts. And if we're not willing to do that, then we should not fight anymore internationally unless it's to defend ourselves explicitly. Yes. But if we're going to go in, conquer them. Conquer them, subjugate them, make them a territory, rebuild them, put a new infrastructure in, pay for it, get the financial benefits of them being a part of your nation, and then have a predetermined point where you go, you've reached these milestones, you get a vote now. You become a state, and are part of the United States forever, or you're your own independent country again. Yeah. And but we we got what we needed out of it for the time that we rebuilt you. Yep. Because the problem right now, we we spend all this money rebuilding. We, it never works because they're no. not. There's no actual defined structure, and you have a lot of corruption. Then you walk away, and five years later, you have to go back and spend a ton of money fighting them again. Yep. And taking back, like we're retaking places like. Um, I know, I can't think of it either. Oh my goodness. Um, in Iraq, you had mo- multiple regions that were taken over by ISIS, and we had to go back. Fallujah is one of yeah, them. Yeah, we had to go back and We have to go back and back. take it back. But take it back for who? Like at this point, like, who are we taking it back for at that point? Why are we expending our men, and our resources, and all of that? P- for what? So, and honestly, conquer. this, when you, when you talk about it, like you just were, reasonably. Thinking about it, thinking about it, you kind of sit back and go, you go, oh, now I wonder, this kind of makes you wonder why we don't. And is it because there is a fucking group of people running? Oh, like a one world government? Yeah, because it doesn't, from a standard, just from a good person point of view, like if you're just a normal good person, it don't make a lot of sense that we can't. Go in and do what we need to do and and help, like you said, right? Yeah. It makes the most sense money wise. It makes the most sense um, for Everything. for for the sake of the people. All those kind of things. It it. That's refilling it, my water. Apologies. It makes it just makes the most sense. Like if you're talking about human rights, it makes more sense to do it that way. But there's one thing. That, there's always something that there's a reason that we can't. And what is that reason? Is it because we really well, care so much, or is it because somebody's at the top no, point? See, I'm making a lot of money doing it this other way. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of power, not just money, but power. I get to decide who is in charge. So if I can send you guys in and you take it over, 
and a few years later, another group takes it back over. I'm always keeping it unstable. There's no stability. Well, see, the way I look at it in that context and is not so much that there's puppet masters at the top that pull the strings directly. Not directly. No, no, I agree. I, I think there's two. two I think it's no different than Google and YouTube right now. Yeah. They're they're, pu- they're pu- Google, YouTube, and Facebook, and Instagram, and Snap. All these companies are doing things not because they necessarily want control, because but but it's what's, the, it benefits them. It but it also becomes a control Be, at the end of the day because they have the pow- so much power. It kind of does end up wor- working in a way where it controls everybody, everybody's speech, everybody's thought, everybody's behavior. And it's not because they want this massive power. The owners at Google are like, more. We didn't go to the best seven eleven in town, you know, because someone here is Indian. But wow, that was <laughs> not racist at all. But it's it's not because of that necessarily. It's because they're like, well, this is what we believe. So at the end of the day, this is kind of how it falls into place. No, no, Mark well, Zuckerberg's a robot, and <laughs> <laughs> he's a lizard person. No, well, what I was gonna say is that. Um, I, see, I don't see it as being as clear, like like you're saying. It's more, it, it becomes, you get the power and you want to keep the power. Not and just then, that. And then it becomes, but, not just that though. there's a second thing. Hold on. The people with power, the people that have the power, how many times have you ever met somebody that is somewhat powerful in any way, just because they're rich, because they own a lot, that wants to say, you're right, I'm wrong. Let's change this. Oh, yeah, no. Well, and the, especially though when it comes to personal loss. Loss of power, loss of money, loss of impact. But even if it barely has, even if it has no impact on you every day, did they? Oh yeah, it's no, just they, a t- yeah, they yeah. still like. Oh, I think the way we're fighting this, Dick Cheney. You ask him, hey, would you have done that different in two thousand one? No, he's always no matter story. if he's a, a has any power besides money or anything else, he would say no. I believe what I did was right. Why though? It doesn't even make well, sense. Any, You're like, why? Dude, why would you not? There just- was mistakes. It's always couched in. Well, if I had, you know, if I had foresight, you know, looking back, it's a lot easier. But in the moment, it was the right choice. Yeah. You always get that. But what I was going to say, though, is there's the second component to it, which is, uh, I think this is a, a, a term that actually is good for it, is fale adu, which is the madness of two. But it's in a madness that infect, go, jumps from one person to the other, right? It's, a, it's an infection, like an infection, but of the mind. And... So you have two elements. So you do have puppet masters, but they're not they're not like this one cabal that gets together and runs the whole world. I don't think that that happens. I think that there's probably meetings that are, you know, akin to that at times, like the Bilderberg group. That that is the people with the most power getting together. Now, are they getting together and go, "This is how we're going to run things." I'm sure a couple of them are. <laughs> but I'm but at the same time it's that doesn't need to be how it works and it actually doesn't make a lot of sense when you're talking about the whole world it's a big place it, it it's very hard to control. The people who've tried to control have never succeeded. Right? They've succeeded in parts at times. But like the Catholic Church, all the power they had. Now they're still very powerful, but at one point they ran the world. Uh-huh. How'd that slip away from them? Because you can't control everything. So nobody, there's no pu- one puppet master or 10 people that can control everything. But people in power, but power can and power does control everything. Because people in power want to retain it and gain more of it. They, yes. want, they want to retain and attain it. So in the pursuit of that power, wealth, influence, all those wonderful things... They make moves 
that almost seem coordinated at times, I think, even when they are disjointed, because those moves benefit them, benefit their power as it is and increasing it. So the power in and of itself becomes like its own dictator because people continue to chase it. And unless they're unless they're mitigating that drive, that desire with some kind of ide- ideology or belief system that can help curtail that basic human instinct to gain power, to gain more, to get more, then it's going to run amok. Uh-huh. And you look at guys like Zuckerberg. At 18, was he an evil genius? No. But 15 years later, he seems like one. Yeah. Well, that's because... He didn't set out at 18 to run the world or to run the world. Uh, no, he just stole somebody's idea. <laughs> he just stole somebody's idea. He stole the Winklevoss's twins' idea. But then, even just looking at how that happened, he got he got power. He got wealth from that. Mm-hmm. And then he went, no, no, fuck you guys. You guys don't get this. I'm not going to even give you credit. Go away. This is mine. Well, how can, often yeah. is and that, that the monster, case of people that, that get... big green monster grows and grows and grows. And now he's making decisions because a guy like Trump is bad for him. Because a guy like Trump could potentially break up the monopolies in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And the continuance of Trump-type mentalities will lead to the breakup of the monopolies, yes. just like it did to the robber barons. That's why he's against Trump. It's not because Trump's anti-LGBT. One, Trump never has been. But that's it's because in his self-interest, in his best interest, Trump is not that guy. In any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And the the mindset and people that Trump represents, despite how popular Trump is on his social media, the mindset and people that he represents also pose an inherent threat to a Zuckerberg and to a Facebook. Yeah. Because they're not obsessed with social media and it doesn't mean everything to them. They like to look at their grandkids on social media. And that's about it. They don't give a shit. Yep. If it went away tomorrow, a lot of people would go, eh. But there's another group of people that need it. And they are much more invested in the social media world. So in all these different layers, right? And this is why I say it's the madness of two, the folly I do. Is it infects, it jumps from one person to the next and infects them. So you have you have the people in power and for like the Middle East wars, right? The madness of the madness that's infected us as a nation is over the last 50 years, we have taught that empire is bad. Uh-huh. That colonialism is evil the greatest evil that ever happened. It's what gave, made the black slaves. It's what makes white people inherently bad and privileged. That madness has spread throughout our whole populace. Mm-hmm. So politicians, people in power, cannot conquer places anymore. It's not okay. Nobody in the world conquers, by the way. Nobody. Russia annexed Crimea and the world lost its collective shit over imperialism. Think about this, though. In history, this has not happened. Not like this. But it's because the people have this madness, this perception. They spread it through the people. So now the populace, the human beings on earth, do not believe in conquering. Uh Even if it's for the betterment. Even if it's unseat a Hitler, they don't believe in it. Look at the Ayatollah Khomeini in Iran. Uh Now, I'm opposed to going to war with Iran unless we're going to conquer them. But if we conquer them, take them tomorrow. And we can take them in a week. Uh Uh-huh. But only if that's our goal. If we go into some proxy bullshit war like we've done in the past, it won't have any effect. But the problem is, one, the people will be against it. The conservatives, because they're sick of going to war and paying a bunch of money for these endless wars. The the liberal progressive leftist side opposes it because they don't like war. And But then there's this there's underlying current, this madness, that 
any kind of imperial action is evil, inherently bad. Yep. Even though the people in Iran would be much better under American rule, would they not? Or any Western nation. They would have more freedom. Uh -huh. There would be gays wouldn't get thrown off buildings. Oh, that's nice. Women would be allowed to be. <laughs> that would be nice. Wow, there's some really stark improvements that could happen. But because it doesn't benefit the people in power. One, the they need people to not bother them uh -huh. to keep their power. Because when you get, say, an enlightenment and the French Revolution, where they decided the Catholic Church was evil, the Catholic Church, it, that led to essentially the Catholic Church toppling from the top of power. The people rose up, they had a revolution, it was bloody, it was violent, it was horrible. Some, some interesting things came out of it, and some very bad things came out of it. There's a lot of different ways to look at that. But... What you had was the people got fed up. So you had to keep the people status quo. You had to keep them happy. And right now we have them infected with this imperialism is, is the greatest evil ever. Even though it wouldn't be for a lot of people in the world to get taken over by a Western power because a Western power would grant them freedoms that they never had. Liberties. Honduras never... wants to come here. You think well, they'd be mad if we took them over and turned them into us? Well, and that's the contradiction that, that you can't reconcile if you're a leftist is Oh, their their country's beautiful. It's wonderful. They, they all want to come here, and we have to let them because their country's such a shithole. But don't call it a shithole because that's completely insensitive and racist, yeah. and it's and a dog whistle people, to white supremacists. But and they've convinced it really is a horrible believe. place. Look at the terrible. They're fearing for their children's lives in that beautiful, wonderful sanctuary that's known as Honduras. I mean, it's a wonderful place. Don't get me wrong. Their government is beautiful. We should try to emulate it. But their people should be allowed to flee to our country because their children might die there. <laughs> It's like, wait, 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 I can't follow that. That is too much. Yeah. I'm, my brain is not that strong. I don't, I don't have those Serena William legs, man. Well, uh, eh. yeah, I don't know why that's the athlete I picked for that. But so that with those two. So do we have some shadowy group that runs everything? Yes, we do. Very obviously. But are they the shadowy group that, you know, the Illuminati or something? I'm sure there's elements of it that are. But, well, of course, there's, there's but, elements that throughout time have got power. Yes. Like the Illuminati, like the Crusades even, like these different things. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that well, doesn't necessarily... And you do have some bank bankers and, and some Yeah, exactly. And the Rothschild. That and, that doesn't, and that doesn't necessarily go away. Influence. That doesn't necessarily go oh, no. away for, but, just because, oh, they died. No, they didn't. They let past well, generations I guess what, I guess, and they passed power. I'm guess, I guess what I'm saying is they don't need to convene every week for things to go the no, way they want to. No, of course not. Because and guy, they know that too. Well, well, like a Mark Zuckerberg, if if they're if the Illuminati is real, right? And there's this shadowy group that really does have a ton of influence. Uh huh. They don't even need to meet with Mark Zuckerberg because the system's set up so that he will behave accordingly. Yes. But a guy like Trump causes a problem because he's a disruptor. He's not playing. He's not a typical politician because politicians are beholden to the power they have as a politician. It is all they have. They're not rich independently. Well, they get rich through their politics. That's a problem. And, one and Bernie about, Sanders is right about that. Getting money out of politics. One well, and, and Trump is weird because for so long Trump just played by the rules that everybody played by. He did everything exactly like they wanted. Well, he in was the sense a of businessman. Like, that's he, what I mean. Contributed to the economy, but so no, he also had everybody. TV shows. He he had oh, yeah. all the different things, the pageants. He had all this stuff that everybody's like, he's no. What what, what he, could Trump? He said, "What could Trump some ever do? He's just a goofy guy on TV." And then it wasn't. Yes. And now they're like, this can't. 
Well, and he, uh, and really, he's the he's the first true social justice warrior president we've ever seen, because he is looking for justice. He's looking to do. He's losing a ma- a massive amount of personal wealth being president. And of course, I think it was CNN that ran the headline: Trump tried to get rich off of being president, and it's not working out. He's doing a terrible job at it. It's like no, he knew this was the risk, but he's got enough money to to absorb you know the loss of a few hundred million dollars. It's not going to kill him. He'll be fine. Or a billion dollars. And he's 70. He doesn't give a shit. And he's 70 years old. Well, he his does because his kids ki- Yeah, well, his kids are his smart. Kids are smart business people, though. They'll be fine. They'll make plenty of money. But the thing that... The reason that he's such a disruptor, though, is because he doesn't... He's not operating. They have it set up. Businessmen operate to make money. And that's what Trump was and is to an extent. They operate to make money. And they... But it's that un... Uh, it's that unfettered growth right this this uh uh uh, infinite growth right and and this is something that we should dive into one day but in in the infinite growth right like every company is always trying to grow their stock value is rising they're starting how's apple going to come out with a device that's going to increase their value they're already the most valuable company in the world but let's increase that value or at least most cash rich cash rich Everybody's always looking to increase their value, right? It's infinite. Uh-huh. That's the trap for business people is because they get into the cycle and they're not going to step out of line because the system is designed for them to continuously grow their wealth and not stop. And as soon as they stop, they failed. Politicians are the opposite. They're not about wealth. They're about power. Just like a Hillary Clinton, her whole life has been devoted to becoming president. So that she could wield that power. Uh-huh. So they and stay- she owed a lot of a lot of people that. Well, that but that's obviously. how it's set up because the businessmen make the money and then they fund and fuel. They fund and fuel the the politics, right? But the politicians have their own role, and that is to net is infinite power. Just continue to amass power and amass power and amass power. That's what they have to do. It's. You're a state senator, you're a mayor, you're yeah. a governor, you're a senator, well, you're a house of representatives, you are then a pres- a vice president, secretary of state, and then you're president. That's the system. Trump fucks them up because Trump was a businessman who stopped caring about making money. Well, not just because that. Because he made the, the, the move into politics where he, hasn't ga- he doesn't have any capital. He had none. He doesn't have any experience. No, he doesn't have any political cap- capital. Well, and that's where people make the power. mistake with people like Ted Cruz and going, he'll be great, except he's come up the same exact way as every he's liberal. Yes, he's has. not a disruptor. He's not no. a disruptor. He'll disrupt some things. And he'll, but, but he'll also his, he'll also play by the rules. Yeah, because he has to. Do you think his whole career is built do you on think those rules? After those pipe bombs came out, those fake pipe bombs, that Ted Cruz would have said. This has nothing to do with me. This has to do with the way the media behaves, you fucking assholes. Trump yep. did. Trump went to his rally and said, lock her up even more. He don't give a fuck. Ted Cruz would have said, I need to watch what I say. This is this has escalated more we than I ever thought it would. Any violence on this level. And then he would have gone to his rallies and said, stop saying that. It is not helping our country at all. Yeah, and then right. the people that were about to vote for a bunch of Republicans and would have moved, and the Democrats would have got their blue wave. And they Instead, would have said, well, I thought this guy stood for us. We know what this guy did. That pipe bomb was a crazy person who we're not even sure who he's actually for. Yeah. But you're not going to stand up for us? Yeah. You don't want to hear what we well, think about pi- it? The pipe bomber doesn't matter when it comes to Trump because Trump's words did not cause but Trump, But Trump stands up for you as as a yes, he's got as somebody from Minnesota 
at a rally that's worked as a trash man his whole life goes, I don't believe that shit. I don't believe that yeah. it has. I don't. I believe that this guy's a crazy person, and I might believe conspiracies on it, or I might not. It doesn't matter though. Yeah, I don't believe what the media is pushing. Well, right, no, but but instead down, of Trump, this going, is not Trump's fault. This but is if, not Trump's if Trump fault. said, a, if Trump it's said, a, it's st- about other stuff. If Trump said, stop doing it, he would have gone. I thought you stood for me. No one listens to me. What I think. Yeah, and, and you did until today, and then you told me to shut up. Yeah. So you don't think you don't and, care about what I and think. And me saying, and everybody knows this, and this is where the disconnect with this media culture is, is that everybody knows the truth. Everybody across the board. Yep. They can see what's real, but the media creates this cloud level that is bullshit. It's just a narrative. People live in the real world. The everybody that saw those bombs goes, okay, yeah, it was some crazy wackadoo. That. Whether it's a conspiracy or whatever, that doesn't even matter because everybody saw it and goes, "Oh, some fucking crazy person did something crazy." Shocker! Yeah. It's horrible. It's bad that he did it, right? Like, uh-huh. and if any of those had gone off, that would have been awful because you don't want to see anybody get hurt. That's not what this is about. We don't want to see Hillary Clinton get blown up by a crazy guy's bomb. That's not. We want to beat her ideas, and we did. And that's why the media pushes the narrative, this is Trump's fault. But that's the thing that that Minnesota guy and everybody else in this country, including the Rachel Maddow, knows is that this isn't Trump's fault. Uh huh. Trump never told anybody to go kill people, ever. Not once. If anything, he's told them to do the exact opposite. Exactly. Hell, even in all fairness, even Maxine Waters, as crazy as that bitch is, she's never told anybody to go kill somebody. No. She said to harass people, make them uncomfortable, be a dick to them, which is, it's impolite and it's rude and it's fucked up, right? But it's still not on the same, to say that Maxine Waters called for this would be unfair. It oh, 100%. Be like, you'd be like, no, she never said go blow up Ted Cruz. That was his wife. What? <laughs> no, but seriously, nobody would, you wouldn't take that as legitimate. And nobody's taking this as... Trump's not responsible for this because he's a little rude. A little rude. I mean, this is... The media (laughs) is losing all credibility because they continuously try to blame rudeness for actions. Well, the the other reason... it's not even rude sometimes. It's just being fucking honest. Well, the other problem they have is for years now, they said, no, 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 no. You have to accept people whether they cuss or they scream and yell. Or they're mad, yes. or they don't like you, yeah. and and Christians and conservative types, even that aren't Christian, go, yeah, but we shouldn't be saying that kind of stuff. That those sexual acts shouldn't be on our TV that the kids can see that easily, right? And they say, no, it's your right. It's these, it's these, it's these actors' rights to portray their art in whatever form they want. Yes, and that means Will and Grace gets to be on TV, and they get to have a gay sex scene. Don't care, whatever. That's just first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> was Will and Grace. Oh, so, I thought you meant a gay sex scene. <laughs> but my point is, that's the first thing. Okay, so for all these years, people that ha- that are concerned with this for their kids, for the state, sake of the country, whatever it is, right? Because they're moral ideas. Yeah. Go, you've been telling us for all these years that you can't stop people from being inappropriate. And now all of a sudden, our president yeah. says someone's stupid or teases somebody or mocks somebody a little bit. And that's all of a sudden, that is 
the end all be all and destroying our country. And people are sick of that too. You see it all the time. People are like, no, Trump isn't the problem. What are you talking about? Yeah. These actors, Samantha B calls his daughter a feckless cunt. Yes. His and then he says some something negative about Rosie O'Donnell. It calls her a I cow. Call, I call her a fat pig. But he calls her, her a pig. And this woman calls her a feckless cunt. No one cares about that. And everybody cares about this. Everybody sees that and goes, if you have yeah. enough friends that go, Samantha B has every right and fuck Trump, then you might agree with them because you want to fit in that crowd. Yes. But if you don't, or if you're just a decent person, you go, Trump is, I don't care what Samantha B said because she's an idiot. Well, but I also am not mad at Trump for saying what he said because there's not. Who cares? Well, how are you saying that what he said was wrong when you totally permit this on the other side? Yeah, you want this on the other side, and then you're saying he can't say things. Well, the other problem they have too is that they, they, they the leftist, essentially the leftist tactic, the leftist platform at this point has become hypocritical ca- character assassination, mm-hmm. and that is not. It is not a winning formula. That's a disaster. Yep. They need to be running on issues, policies. They although they can't because when you start going through those, they fall apart because now they're so moved so far to the left. They have policies that we know don't work. Yep. That's really what but that's the conundrum there. Their policies are shit and they're untenable. They won't work. They're unsustainable financially. Yep. They're they did not they, they're unconstitutional half the time, gun control anybody. So what do they do? Well, they have to shift to something else. Now it has to become a mind game. It has to become uh, uh, an intellectual sparring match instead of a real-world sparring match because their policies have drifted so far away from being reasonable. So then they're left with character assassination or some form of insult or some form of framing the conversation in a way that gets people outraged. They're playing with nothing but emotion at this point. I mean, look at since Trump's been in, what do they run on? It's pure, and there are candidates that are actually decent candidates that are running on reasonable policies. They never mention that, no. that Marine and where's he from? There's a ex Marine that's running for uh, either House of Representatives or Senate. I can't remember. Um, and now I'm forgetting where he's even from. So never mind. But uh, he he's a he's a very conservative liberal. But he's still liberal. They don't you don't hear boo about him in the national media. Nothing. Nothing. But he actually, he's tatted up. He's a good-looking, you know, guy in his forties. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. But he, he could, has decent he ideas. Should, he should be the poster child for the Democratic Party. Because and instead, it's Ocasio Cortez, who is out of her fucking mind. Yeah, and well, not, and that's right, not in. Right. And she's just, she's no. young. But the, some of the things she says are are literally like borderline yeah. crazy. And the way she talks, I mean, why would you want that? That's that's like saying. Well, she's trying to remember talking points. It's one of the reasons Obama, when he was, you know, doing his speech, speech the other day, he did horrible. Did you he, see that? Yeah, when he was at his rallies during his campaign, he was great because he just let it flow. But he would say a lot of very extreme leftist type. He stuff. said it the other day he was doing it on but, Friday night. But when he would get to where he's got to control and be measured, and the whole country's going to see him, um, because uh, he's remembering. It's a memory. No, no, thing. I'm not. But Ocasio Cortez was on one of the shows the other night. Oh yeah, she's and literally a- was like, <laughs> um, uh, 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 yeah, um, well, uh, and I'm just, not saying yeah, that's totally not in between what she was saying. That was her what she her responses were. 
They're like these, uh, uh, not sure how to, and then she gets something out. And then she, uh, (laughs) again, that's a, that's a memory technique though. When you hear somebody go, um, they're trying to remember what they want to say. Yeah. And with politicians like, and Obama was very good at it. And that's her problem. She's not, she's not, she, one, she's very young. She doesn't have a lot of experience, not even in politics. No, but you meet some young people that are good at it. And there's some people. No, no. Young people that are good at it typically believe what they're talking about. Not like, just that. E- even if they're socialists. They're not going off of talking points. <laughs> even if they're socialists, they're not trying to curate it so that it's uh, it's amenable to the general public. Yeah. They'll talk about how great communism is, how great Mao was, blah, blah, blah. And they're passionate and they can rattle stuff. Well, that's going to turn off 90% of the country, right? So now you take somebody with those sensibilities and you have to you have to filter their 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 speech, filter their ideas, into something that's uh, palatable. Two more minutes. The countdown is on. You have to filter their speech into something that's palatable that won't turn off too many people. And that's what's happening with Ocasio-Cortez. And two, I don't think she... I just don't think she's that well-informed on politics, period. I think there's a lot of people that have far more extreme views that are just way more intelligent when it comes to politics. Way more, way more studied. Well, and then um, some more, of her answers of like... What are you going to do when you get to Congress if you got in? Oh, I'm going to change things. Yeah. We're going to resist. What? Okay, but like you're just going to resist any bill that comes across? Like is that the plan? Like what is the plan? Yeah. Are you Fuck a man you. with a plan, sir? <laughs> well, I think to wrap it up and go back to the Honduran caravan, caravan. I mean, here at, at the end of the day, the tragedy is that there's a caravan of thousands of people that's coming to our country to try to seek refuge because their country sucks, right? And of course, it may be partially manufactured or aided by certain people or or organizations. It is to some extent. But the one <laughs> but, thing we know for sure is our country's horrible. Yeah, because if their country was America, they wouldn't. You don't see a caravan of Americans trying to get to Canada. Even the ones and that Canada's live in Chicago, you don't see. You don't see eight thousand blacks. That live in the worst part of Chicago, packing up their stuff, walking to Canada. Yeah, you no. just don't. No, because it's still, this is the best opportunity anybody's going to get is our country. And so, in that, you have the the root problem is what's wrong with Honduras? What's wrong with these places? Oh, it's the socialistic ideas that we're now trying to popularize in America. Well, that's a red flag, you know. And that's where you come to the problem of what do we do with the caravan? Well, the, guess what? They have to go. The reason our country is the best is because we, like I said when I was talking about borders, right? We have a group of people inside this area that have agreed to live by X rules. One of those rules is to come into this country to join that group of people and live by X rules, you have to go through a process that ensures that you're going to go into the group of people and live by the rules that we've all agreed on. You can join our group. You can join our club. As long as you're efficacious to us, you have to bring something to the table. And the first thing you have to do is agree to our rules. And guess what? There's a lot of other people in line. So you guys have to get in line too. And you'll get processed. And they will, here's the beauty of it, is if there are the legitimate cases of asylum seekers, they'll get into our country eventually. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Just follow the rules. But they just have to follow the rules. So that caravan coming through a border wall or a open border, not happening. And it should not happen. It cannot be allowed to happen. Because if we descend into anarchy, we're not going to be any different. And you will see caravans of people leaving this country eventually. 
if we don't maintain the re- the things that make America great, which is our rules, which is our laws, which is our constitution, and our group of 300 million plus people that agree to follow those same rules. Anything else to add, bro? No, I agree with you. And I think we had a good podcast. He's he's just in awe of my smartness, astu- astuteness. Oh, his smartness. Oh, smartness. Okay, I'll go smartness. All righty, guys. It's a good day to be alive in America. Good night. Good day. Good time, sir. Microphones off. <laughs>